Welcome into another episode of the TBJ Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Jackson. And I'm Tucker. And today we will be covering the latest news surrounding the NFL. And then we will be covering our busts and value picks for the 2021 NFL season. In the latest news surrounding the NFL on today, Thursday, August 26th, former run or Patriots running back Sony Michelle has been traded to the Los Angeles Rams in exchange for a 2022 second round pick and a 2023 fourth round pick. In terms of fantasy relevance, Damian Harris and James White are the number one and number two running backs right now, Damian Harris being the more running back there while James White is a receiving back like we've seen for the last how many years. Um, but the interesting thing to look at here in the Patriots backfield is 2020, 2021 fourth round pick Ramondre Stevenson running back from Oklahoma. Uh, he's just been lighting it up in the preseason. So it would be interesting to see if Damien Harris goes down that Ramondre Stevenson is going to step in probably because I mean, James White is not a of three down or even two down back he's not really a running back he's more of a receiving back so Ramondre Stevenson can come in and probably replace Damian Harris and maybe even take that number one spot so looking towards the end of the fantasy season I mean I've been doing fantasy football for a while now so you always see those rookie running backs that take advantage of the injury injured veteran ahead of them and do good later on in the season and they might win you a championship um, you see that all the all the time I mean we talked about it in the sleepers we got Alvin Kamara we got um, replacing Mark Ingram uh, Miles Sanders replacing Jordan Howard and then Philip Lindsay and James Robinson both undrafted rookies uh but I mean, that's just ones that started the entire season pretty much. I mean, there's a lot of guys that just come in towards the end and do enough to win you a championship. So Ramondre Stevenson is a guy to keep your eye on during the season. And if Damian Harris goes down, definitely a guy you're going to want to pick up. In quarterback news, uh, the Broncos have named Teddy Bridgewater as their starting quarterback to open the pre or to open the regular season, uh, beating out Drew quarterback Drew Locke. Uh, Drew Locke had been drafted by the team a couple of years back and just didn't do enough to win the starting job. So be interesting to see how Bridgewater fits in with Jerry Judy, Noah Fant, Cortland Sutton, and that offense. I mean, you got good running backs there, Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams. So it'll be interesting to see how Teddy Bridgewater can do in that offense. I'm going to guess that it probably isn't going to do much better than he did in Carolina. Um, I'm guessing that Drew Locke will probably be a starter at some point this season, and it'll probably go back and forth much like Nick Foles and Mitchell Trubisky did last year. In other quarterback news, Jaguars head coach Urban Meyer announced that Trevor Lawrence will be the team's starter for week one. Um, he beat out Gardner Minshew in the quarterback competition, but it wasn't really a quarterback competition. I mean, Trevor Lawrence drafted first overall in this past, last year's draft. Um, he's He was going to be a starter. I mean, he was the all-star at Clemson. I mean, not in a literal sense, just he was amazing. And he won a championship, I believe, or two, whatever it was. Don't really pay attention to college all that much, but he's a really good quarterback. So, um, I mean, he's the number one overall pick for a reason. And he's the starter for the Jaguars now, and they have a pretty good offense there too. I mean, ETN did go out or is out for season now, but they have a young wide receiver core with a veteran guy there in Marvin Jones. Uh, 
But yeah, James Robinson there too, second year running back, had a tremendous rookie season. Um, I'm sure Trevor Lawrence will fit in, and I feel like that Jaguars offense is going to be something to reckon with. Uh, it will be interesting to see how that goes, though. I mean, we never know how the season will start. Maybe Lawrence comes out, craps the bed first week, but who knows? In other quarterback news, Bengals quarterback Joe Burrow, another first overall pick, um, will take the field Sunday in the preseason finale versus the Dolphins. This will be the first game action for Burrow since tearing his ACL in week 11 of last season. I'm really high on Burrow. I think that he'll have a tremendous season, and if he can stay healthy, of course. I mean, again, you've got a good wide receiver core there. I mean, there's a lot of young, good wide receiving cores in the NFL nowadays, and the Bengals are another one. you got Boyd leading it, and then Jamar Chase reunited with Burrow, uh, played together at LSU, and then you got the other guys there, like T. Higgins and... um. Yeah, uh, what's there's another dude, um, Auden Tate is, I believe, his name. Another good wide receiver that showed up last year a little bit. He was a rookie, big guy. And, yeah, so, I mean, a good wide receiving core there. Um, I'm not much fantasy relevance for Auden Tate. Maybe T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, and Tyler Boyd. Um, again, three-headed monster there for wide receivers, much like Jacksonville. So, who knows who's going to be the number I mean, the number one is Tyler Boyd probably, but... Jamar Chase is probably going to get a, quite a few more targets considering he has that chemistry with Joe Burrow. So it'll be interesting to see how that all plays out as well. Um, in non-quarterback news, the Giants have a newly acquired tight end Kyle Rudolph has finally passed a physical and will return to practice on or did return to practice on Wednesday. Um, Rudolph was signed by the Giants in the offseason and was put on the physically unable to perform list to start the training camp so uh rudolph is getting his first action with the giants and yeah i mean evan ingram is the starter there so rudolph probably won't get too much action but if evan ingram goes down which he is known to do rudolph could go in and catch a couple touchdowns i mean who knows he might end up with six touchdowns um i mean who knows rudolph probably not going to get all that much yardage he's a bit older now and uh but yeah, he's that touchdown. He's a, just a touchdown machine, I feel like. You can go up and get the ball. I mean, we haven't seen it in years past, but uh, he's still a pretty good tight end, I think. I mean, we've seen him in Minnesota for his entire career. And yeah, it'll be interesting to see how he does with the Giants. In bad news coming from the Packers, uh, Packers have placed wide receiver Devin Funches on injured reserve after suffering a hamstring injury during the joint practices with the New York Jets. Uh, just terrible news to hear. Packers have a good wide receiving core though, so hopefully it doesn't, uh, I mean, I know I don't think it will put any, have any implications on the season. I didn't see Devin Funches just really standing out too much. I mean, he had a good preseason, don't get me wrong, but Packers have Randall Cobb back, and I mean, Devontae Adams, of course, is the number one. Randall Cobb is back, and then Alan Lazard, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, two young guys who played last season and did good. So, I mean, I I like Devin Funches, the prospect of Devin Funches. Watching him in Carolina, he had pretty good season. He's a tall guy, so he can go up and get the ball. Would have been great to see him there um, in the Packers uniform, but... It's it's probably not likely that he will be on a, another NFL se- or NFL team. He has missed the last three seasons now. Um, first due to a collarbone injury, second due to COVID, he opted out, and now 
this hamstring injury. So hopefully it doesn't keep him out all of the season and hopefully he stays on the Packers roster and we get to see him towards the end of the season. In more quarterback news, 49ers head coach Kyle Shanahan is not naming the starting quarterback, but he says he has a pretty good idea. Shanahan had made it known at the beginning of training camp that there was no open quarterback competition, so it seems like he's just toying with the media. Um, I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo is the guy, but they did draft Trey Lance um, very early in the draft, so it'll be interesting to see how that goes. I feel like I've been saying it will be interesting to see a lot, but that's just what I mean. We don't really know how any of this will go. This is all just news, and we'll just see how it has to play out. But, I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo is probably going to be the starter. I mean, Trey Lance had a tremendous um, preseason, but it's Jimmy Garoppolo, and he's been there. It's We see it a lot with the rookie quarterback sitting for at least the first couple games. I mean, Herbert did it last year. Uh, we see it. Baker did it. He was the number one overall pick and did it. Uh, so I'm guessing that Garoppolo will probably come in and start the regular season, but it would be interesting to see again, if Trey Lance is the starter and if that offense can get another jolt of energy from it. I mean, it's another young offense receiving core there, Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, and then George Kittle, of course. And then the running backs too, Raheem Mostert, Trey Sermon, um, Maybe Trey Lance is the guy that come, needs to come in and give that offense the energy. I mean, Garoppolo, he can be the guy, but he just, he's just a normal quarterback. I feel like Trey Lance will come in. He's the rookie. He'll have that energy, early pick. Maybe he ends up like Trubisky. Maybe he ends up like uh, Patrick Mahomes. Who knows? We don't know, and it'll be interesting to see, like I've been saying. So that was it for latest news on today. Thursday, August 26th. All right, now we are going to do the busts. So these are people who we think are going to do worse than their draft position. Um, I mean, a lot of these guys did pretty good last year. I mean, not really. They're later yep. round guys who, I mean, kind of have a question marks next to them. Mm -hmm. Who really knows how it'll turn out. So, I mean, just to start out, my quarterback bust, Baker Mayfield, I mean, he was ES he's ESPN's 19th quarterback, so, I mean, who's to really say if, he, if he's going to do any worse or any better? Yeah. I mean, he's the 19th quarterback, so, I mean, he'll probably end up right around there. So, I mean, yeah. I just – I don't think he's going to have a great season. Yeah, I just – I've never really been confident starting Baker Mayfield in any I leagues. liked him his rookie year when he came in and was replaced Tyrod, and he just, like, came in and just – came onto the field and blew up and yeah it was it was great so i mean but ever since i mean last year 2020 he had 3500 yards 26 touchdowns only eight interceptions so i mean that's a plus but mm -hmm. he was the 17th overall quarterback then so yeah, I mean, more of a game manager yeah exactly that's a great like it's a great point because i mean there's the contract talks now are they going to extend baker do they get another guy but i mean yeah he's not the best quarterback but he's a great game manager at quarterback so i mean that's a great person to have a quarterback though i mean yeah i mean but it's just not very fantasy relevant so i mean exactly more for the sake of the game of football not the sake of fantasy football yep but the browns again they're a running football team mm -hmm, with chubb and kareem chubb on. kareem i mean they had almost 500 attempts as a team last year which was fourth in the nfl while being third in total rushing yards so they had more 
Like, I think the Patriots had more carries but less yards, so that's the one team. Gotcha. But, I mean, still, top five in both. I mean, they're running football teams. Exactly. Kevin Savansky, I mean, coming from Minnesota. I mean, he was with Dalvin Cook, Alexander Madison. Adrian. A- was he, he with there? Adrian? I don't know. I'm not sure if he was there. Maybe not. I don't pay attention to the Vikings all that much. I just know they came from the Vikings. Yep. But, yes, yeah, Stefanski loves to run the ball. We saw it last year. I mean, Chubb was out quite a few games, and he still had 1,000 yards. Yeah, he's and- still top. 15 cream hunt too i mean he missed a couple games but he was still yeah up think, there too i like, think they were like 12 and 13 both overall top, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. so i mean they're a running football team which you don't really see anymore but yeah i mean baker mayfield bust for me mm-hmm. i don't think he'll do that good and then for my uh quarterback bust you also have him too uh ben roethlisberger I think he's just getting old. <laughs> That's what I got here, too. He's 39 years old. Wow. And hasn't played a full season since 2018. Mm-hmm. And ESPN has him at 16. So, you know, middle of the pack. But still, I just don't think. And he does, he's does. he been hurt a little bit. Yeah, he's been injury prone, I think. Yeah, I mean, it was what, a couple years ago he missed or like most of the season. Yeah. And like I said, yeah, he hadn't had a full season since 2018. But, I mean, even last year, he was the 14th overall quarterback. Completing 65.6% of his passes, three almost 4,000 yards, 3,800 yards, 33 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. So, I mean, he was the 14th overall quarterback. Yeah. So, I mean, top 15, that's not going to kill your team. So, I mean, but he's 39. He's getting yeah, old. I don't see him getting better. He's Big Ben. Yeah, I don't. Better see, than his stats last I year. I mean, yeah. Tom Brady, he's. Uh, not human. <laughs> yeah, so who knows what the hell that guy is. But, I mean, he is. Ben Roethlisberger is not Tom Brady is all I'm going to say. He's a big quarterback. He doesn't, I mean, neither, Tom Brady doesn't run either, but I mean, Big Ben's just, he's got the weight. He's mm-hmm. got, he's just a big guy. He's been injured a lot. And yeah, I think, yeah, I think he's going to not do it very yeah, good. He's going to be a, be a big bus this year. ESPN's 17th quarterback. Yeah. He's probably going to end up outside the top 20. I feel like it's going to be those younger quarterbacks like the, the rookie quarterbacks are going to step in oh, and yeah. take up or take those Spots. take it yeah the top 20 probably 17 something like that and then another one of my busts at quarterback i mean i can't even say he's really a bust at the spot that yeah. people aren't even drafting him no. at because i mean carson wentz is the 28th quarterback and he's injured right now he is back at practice but he's injury prone yeah he's, he's only played two full seasons in his five-year career <laughs> Um, his 2019 stats, though, I mean, looked pretty good. He had 4,000 yards, 27 touchdowns, seven interceptions. So, I mean, there is that glimpse of hope for Colts fans. Mm-hmm. I mean, they got that really good offensive line. They do. I mean, if, good run game. Yep. Yeah. If the run game can set up the pass, I mean, their wide receivers, I mean, they're very lackluster, too. But, yeah. I mean, T.Y. is. A veteran presence. I mean, you got Michael Tom or not Michael Thomas, Michael Pittman Jr. Yep, he's a nice Second young. Year. Yeah, and then uh, Paris Campbell Paris too, Campbell, so it another young though. guy, and Zach Pascal too, another young guy. So I mean, they've got the the weapons there, but I just don't think Carson Wentz. I mean, with the injury, I mean, I had him, I had him projected as a good season before the injury. Um, but since then, yeah, it's just probably going to nag him throughout yeah. the season. Go downhill from there. Yeah, exactly. Probably going to miss some time. And those young quarterbacks behind him, Sam Ellinger and Jacob Eason, whichever one takes the second spot, will probably get a lot of games this season. Um, but, yeah, Carson Wentz, Ben Roethlisberger, Baker Mayfield, quarterbacks you're going to probably want to avoid this yeah. season. Um, moving on to the running backs, uh, 
my my bust for running back is Josh Jacobs. I mean, again, ESPN has him only at 20th, which is fitting considering they have Kenyon Drake there now. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, in 2020, though, Josh Jacobs had 270 carries for 1,000 yards, 12 touchdowns. So, I mean, and he, had, he was involved in the passing game a little bit, too. Yeah, I think Kenyon Drake will take more of the receptions away from yeah him. yeah i think so too i mean Kenyon drake too though i mean he had 239 carries and almost a thousand yards 10 touchdowns last year so i mean maybe they turn into more of a cleveland brown scenario where there's still two monster. guys yeah and maybe that becomes the scenario but i think that Kenyon drake is going to vulture yeah a lot of those carries for that and reason probably most of the receptions and josh jacobs i mean yeah, he maybe will be a good running back, but not at the spot he's being drafted. Uh, I just, yeah, I don't think that. I loved Josh Jacobs last year, though. I mean, yeah. I think I ended up drafting him in a couple of leagues, and he did pretty good yeah, for the yeah, most part. Win. But, I mean, yeah, now that Kenyon Drake's there, it's just a big red flag for yeah. me, and I'm not just a big fan of those split backfields, nope. especially with fantasy football. Yeah, definitely so. not. And for my bust, which might be a surprise, I have Saquon Barkley. <laughs> yeah. I just think... He's little. He was injured all last year, and they're thinking about monitoring his carries and maybe not even starting the first couple games. Taking some notes from the NBA and doing some load management. Yeah, which is never good for fantasy football. Nope, not for fantasy football. I mean, good for Saquon and his potentially Hall of Fame career, whatever. Mm -hmm. I mean, he had a great... If he stays healthy. Yeah, exactly. If he can stay healthy, yeah, Saquon is one of those top running backs. And, I mean, we talked about it with Daniel Jones, uh... If Daniel jo- if Daniel Jones can actually get uh, Saquon, yeah, Kenny Galladay, yeah, if Kyle those guys can healthy. stay healthy. Like it's just a matter of health, and yeah, Saquon. I mean, he's being drafted at the third spot, so yeah, if he, they've been talking about him missing those first three games, mm-hmm. not being back till week four or three, and and if I think if he doesn't finish in the top ten, I think that's a bust season. I mean where he's being drafted if he doesn't finish in the top five it's a bust season season. so definitely it's it's kind of one of those running backs you maybe want to be very hesitant yes i mean i love the prospect of saquon barkley like his rookie season his unreal number his rookie season was unreal yeah and i mean it's he's been saquon it's the quad father Uh like it's just he he's ridiculous especially i mean he can receive he can run and yeah, if he can stay healthy, it'd be a great year for him. But yeah, it's that big question if of he health. Stays yeah. Healthy. So yeah, I mean that's a red flag with the first round pick. I mean top three. I mean he's the third overall back. Am I wrong? Like mm-hmm. I believe he's yeah top four, top five pick. And yeah, three. if he slips, I mean maybe you want to take him. Maybe you want to pass on him. But I mean, if you can draft another one of the another running back to replace him in those first couple games and then you have him the rest of the season i mean maybe it's a good pick yeah i mean maybe it's a good pick i mean it just all depends on how your roster lays out and yeah if your first pick is saquon barkley a running back that might not play week one that's not a great start yeah i always like taking people that you'd know exactly for sure for sure guarantees yes in the I mean, first round and even christian mccaffrey too this year i mean he's a questionable guy i mm-hmm. mean could injuries be, yeah i mean couldn't you get to murky waters when you start talking about busts and top five picks because it's because, like yeah. 
20% or so of first round picks are busts every year mm -hmm. because they don't end up in the top five, top yep. 10, wherever they were drafted. Yeah. yeah, they miss a couple games and then Have they a just... different quarterback like Alvin Kamara. Exactly. So, so just a bunch of different factors. Exactly. It's it's interesting. Yeah, I mean, Saquon's definitely a guy you want to keep your eye out for. Mm -hmm. um, my next uh, running, running back bust is Melvin Gordon. Um, he is only ESPN's 34th running back. So, I mean, Javante Williams is higher, ranked higher. So, mm -hmm. I mean, ESPN's kind of thinking the same thing as we are here, or I am, whatever. Uh, but, I mean, Melvin Gordon had 215 carries last year, almost 1,000 yards and nine touchdowns. I mean, Thank you, a lot of goal line. Yeah, he'll, get, he'll probably get some of the goal line carries. Yeah, I mean, he's that veteran guy. But, I mean, again, yeah, he's that veteran guy. And exactly. running backs no, don't last any long. Yeah. yeah, and he's had his wear and tear and... There was a reason the Chargers didn't sign him, and there was a reason that holdout went wrong. So, yep. I mean, it's... And there's probably a reason that they drafted the rookie. Exactly. Philip Lindsay is gone, so, I mean, maybe there's no change there. Maybe Javante Williams just fills in the Philip Lindsay role, and maybe Melvin Gordon has another good year, but... I don't think so. Yeah, Javante Williams is there, I think. Like we were talking about with the, with the sleepers, Javante Williams could be that rookie Alvin Kamara type guy who replaces the mm -hmm. veteran and becomes a top 10 running back and it's interesting to see but yeah melvin gordon definite bust for me all right and then moving on to the wide receivers um i mean my number one bust is michael thomas uh he's i mean he's at the 40th wide receiver spot for espn's rankings so i mean again not really a bust um if he even comes back after october or whatever because i mean Thomas hasn't practiced in over seven months due to the ankle injury he sustained in week one of the 2020 season. And he was on and off all year last year. He was on and, Yeah, he was on and off all year last year. Only had 40 receptions, 438 yards, zero, zero touchdowns. touchdowns. Yeah, that's bad season. And, yeah. I mean, he's he isn't due back or he isn't due to come back until October. So, I mean, if you're drafting him, I mean, yeah, if you're drafting him as your fourth or fifth wide receiver maybe there's some value there if he comes back and is lights it up and he's 100 percent healthy but he's not if, worth the 40th overall he, wide receiver yeah i don't know it's it's iffy with me i mean i feel like there's yeah a whole bunch of young guys i mean even younger saints wide receivers marquez calloway looked good in the preseason oh, game yeah. uh traquan smith another guy who's looked good in the past couple of years speedy guys that Jameis winston could use to his advantage and yeah Michael Thomas at the 40th spot. Yeah, no, I think bust again this season. I mean, he had that one tremendous season, but I think that's because of Drew Brees. So yeah, I think a lot had to do with Drew Brees. I think, yeah, a lot of it had to do with Drew Brees. I mean, and him getting in the right spot. I mean, maybe can't guard Mike will become back to normal self and maybe he returns to it and yep. he becomes a top 10. But yeah, no, I got him as a bust. Uh, in wide receivers, you have one. Yeah, wide my bust? wide receiver bust is uh, C.D. Lamb. C.D. Lamb. ESPN yeah. has him at number twelve. Twelve wide receiver. Top twelve wide receiver. Twelve. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Along with, and they have Amari Cooper below him, which that baffles me. Yeah, that's interesting to me. Um, I, I mean, I, we, I've seen some news that Amari Cooper is battling an injury in training camp, mm -hmm. and but I mean. Now, recent news just came out, CeeDee Lamb's on the COVID list. So, I mean, Michael Gallup might be their week one starter. I mean, yeah. who knows how that goes. Mm -hmm. I mean, he had a decent it is for year. not till a couple of weeks. So, I mean, maybe CeeDee Lamb and Mike or uh, Amari Cooper. Cooper are probably ready by week one. But, yeah, no, I 
Yeah. I think he's just way too high at the 12th. Yeah. No, for sure. 12, number 12 spot. I mean, that's ahead of Adam Thielen. I mean, I have him as a bust too. He's at 16 though. Mm -hmm. And I mean, but I think even Tyler Lockett's behind that. Yeah. There's a lot of guys that are below him. Yeah. I want to say, let's see here. Allen Robinson, Mike Evans, Cooper Cup. DJ Moore, <laughs> Julio Jones, yeah. Chris Godwin, like all of these guys that I think can do better unless maybe ESPN knows something we don't. Yeah. CD Lamb I mean, has an unreal season. CD Lamb did have a decent rookie year last year. Made some pretty tremendous catches. So, he, did. I mean, he did. There's some glimpses of hope there uh, with Dallas. But I mean, yeah, Damari Cooper, he also is a very good wide receiver. Well, with Dak back, maybe. I mean, he had Andy Dalton last year and he had a decent season with Dalton. Maybe it yeah, gets and better. We, yeah, we've seen um teams with two fantasy relevant wide receivers in the top 10 before so Mm -hmm. i mean it is or even top 15 it's very doable yeah it's very doable especially with Dak prescott i mean they love to throw the ball and Dak is a pretty good quarterback if he can stay healthy and he can throw the ball yeah no i mean cd lamb don't think no not the 12 spot that is definitely too too high high for me but uh i mean who knows but yeah c lamb at all yeah, time will tell, especially ahead of Amari Cooper. I think, yeah, Amari Cooper is their number one. So, mm-hmm. uh, moving on to another wide receiver bust. I got wide receiver for the Vikings, Adam Thielen, the 16th wide receiver on ESPN's rankings. Uh, last year, he put up 74 receptions, 925 yards, a whopping 14, 14 touchdowns. touchdowns yeah. So, um, but I just have two words to combat that entire stat line, and that's Justin Jefferson. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he exploded onto the scene last year. Yeah, he should have 1,400 been. yards, seven touchdowns. Should have been. He was my pick for rookie of the year, but yeah, it's I mean, neither here nor there. That's, yeah. I mean, quarterbacks are probably always going to win that, but yeah. I mean, that's besides the fact. But to last year, I mean, Justin Jefferson had 88 receptions, 400 or 1,400 yards exactly, and seven touchdowns. So, I mean, Thielen probably isn't going to get that 14 touchdowns. I mean, not, no. Or even the yards. I mean, Justin Jefferson's, I think he's, he's a pretty damn good wide receiver. So I mean, very good. I think I, I have him at like six, five, six, something like that. I got him ranked really high. Six. And so I think Jefferson, Jefferson's actually, they're going to take a lot of that away from Thielen. I mean, Mm -hmm. at the 16 spot, I just think, yeah, Adam Thielen way too high for me. Yeah. And, Thielen's 31. He's, He's getting, old. Yeah. I mean, I guess the old BC Johnson did tears ACL. So, I mean, there's really not. I mean, Irv Smith is there now. Yeah, he might be more, or, get more reception. He's there. Yeah, Rudolph's he's the number gone. one tight end. Yeah, now that Rudolph is gone. So, maybe, maybe Thielen has another good season, but I think he's not, not the 16. Nah, maybe, maybe top 20, mm-hmm. like past that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I yeah. mean, high 20s. 25. Yeah. But I don't think yeah. 16. I don't think he's going to No, definitely 16. not. And then, yeah, we won't even talk about an- another wide receiver bus. I'll just say Colts wide receivers, you're probably not going to want to draft them. I mean, unless mm-hmm. something comes out during training camp and one of them has a whole bunch of yards or week one, maybe waiver wire claim week yeah. one. If they, if Somebody, it, something to watch. One of them emerges, yeah. Keep an eye out. I mean, they're, all of them are out of the top 50, so who knows with that. Then going on to the tight end bus, like I said with the val- or with the sleepers picks, tight ends really, if you can get a tight end that's going to get you some points, it doesn't matter who it is. If they're a number one tight end on a roster, draft them. Exactly. Eric Ebron, he's my bust. I mean, he's ESPN's 19th tight end, which is still very low, yep. which, I mean, I th- 
Last year, he had 56 receptions, 558 yards, five touchdowns. A lot of fives there. Yep. But he's got Big Ben throwing him the ball. And Eric Ebron hasn't really done all that well all these years. But, I mean, no. again, if you need a second tight end, yeah, Eric Ebron probably got to go to. Is Vance McDonald still there? I don't think so. No. I'm not sure how yeah, that goes. I don't but... know either. And then another tight end bust for me, Jonu Smith. That's the one I say would be more of a bust. Uh, ESPN's 11th overall tight end. Yeah, I mean, who are they going to throw the ball to? Hunter Henry, Henry or Jonah Smith. Smith. Yeah, yeah, I mean, who knows how that's going to go. I mean, they got all those wide receivers there too. I mean, it's there's really no one there besides those two tight ends. So maybe they get the work. But yeah. again, it's Hunter Henry did kind of get injured, I believe. So, yeah, I mean, hurt. maybe Jonah Smith does come out and do pretty good but i mean last year with the titans still didn't have a great he didn't have a good season and i mean he had a good year a couple of years back but john smith yeah he's just not really a guy i'd be drafting but again if you need those tight ends it's always great i mean mm-hmm. he's the 11th tight end so i mean don't draft him as your first tight end by all means god yeah. i mean you do not want him as your first no definitely but not if you could get him as your second i mean yeah maybe the upside's there that he turns out to be pretty good and but the patriots who knows but uh, that is it for our busts all right now we have the values uh these are our value picks essentially just players doesn't matter where in the draft but just people we think that are gonna exceed their draft value um Starting out with the quarterback, my biggest value at quarterback, I'd say, um, maybe not the biggest considering he's being drafted higher, but just or Justin Herbert, second-year quarterback with the Chargers, ESPN's eighth overall quarterback. Um, he was the ninth overall quarterback in 2020, so I mean, but I think he's definitely going to explode this season. Yeah, he'll be maybe top five by the end of the year. I mean... Who's he going to replace, though? That's the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, there's Just a lot of good quarterbacks. So, I mean, good. but again, he could be a top 10 instead of a better season than he did last year. So, uh, but last year, I mean, he had 4,300 yards, 31 touchdowns, only 10 interceptions, while also having 234 yards rushing with five touchdowns. I mean, pretty good for a quarterback. And I mean, the especially rushing rookie. Yeah, especially. I mean, missed, he didn't play the first couple of games either. I mean, that's right. That's it's ridiculous what he did last year, and it's no wonder why he won Offensive Rookie of the Year. I mean, just just Justin Jefferson was also a good pick, but I mean Herbert was. Yeah, like you said, they usually pick he missed a couple of games, and yeah, but yeah, the rushing touchdowns and the rushing yards there—that's the thing for me. I think that that's probably gonna go up. And he's, I mean, touchdowns, maybe not. Cause I mean, five touchdowns for a quarterback is pretty good. Yeah. So, I mean, but at the ninth overall quarterback, I think he's, or last year, eighth being drafted as the eighth overall quarterback this year, I think he's going to have a great season yeah, he'll definitely and especially that value. Yeah. Very good value pick there. I mean, at the eighth overall, I'm sure he's probably going seventh, eighth, ninth round, maybe right before the 10th, maybe, I don't know, but definitely a value pick there for me. Yep. And for my value pick at quarterback, I have Kirk Cousins. Last year, he was the 11th overall quarterback. He averaged 19.1 points per game, and ESPN has him at 18. I think he's just got Justin Jefferson. He's got Thielen. He's got Irv Smith. He's got Delvin Cook. I mean, he's just got a lot of weapons. Madison, too. You can't yeah, forget about Madison. Exactly, Another, yep. He'll be in the receiving game as well. Yep, I mean, exactly. Delvin Cook, great receiving running back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all those guys. I mean, Kirk Cousins, I don't have... I mean, I got him statted out for a pretty good season, but, I mean, not as good as the other guys. But still, yeah, great value pick, I'd say. Oh, yeah. I mean, because he's, yeah, he's 
being drafted, what did you say he was? 18th. 18th quarterback. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's probably not even being drafted in yeah. most leagues. I mean, in our leagues, he'll probably get drafted because we're with some Viking, Viking fans. fans. So, uh, that's, yeah, no. I think it's a good, I think he's, he's Kirk a good Cousins, value. Yeah. yeah, great value. I think he slept on a lot. Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, he's, yeah, he's consistent. I mean, he's had good years in the past. And, I mean, last year, too, I mean, he had two great fantasy-relevant wide receivers. And, I mean... It made him better too. I mean, exactly. Justin Jefferson to take another step forward. I think so. Yeah, it's definitely a good, good uh, value pick. I believe. Yeah, that'd be a good one too. Uh, so now my next value quarterback that'd be Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, he's ESPN's twenty-first overall quarterback, which is astonishing to me. I'd say uh, I have him projected as the thirteenth, so top fifteen quarterback. Uh, I think that just. Fitzpatrick, he's been in so many different teams moving around, and a lot of the times he's been there with another quarterback that's kind of probably going to replace time. him. Yeah. yeah, I mean, when he was in Tampa Bay, it was Jameis Winston, and when he was in Miami, it Tua. was Tua. And I mean, we could go on and on about all the other teams yeah, he's, he's been, been on. A few on. different teams, yeah. in his career, and now he'll be the number one. He's quarterback. the number one quarterback. They really, I mean, Taylor, they. Coach Ron Rivera has said that it is a quarterback battle between Fitzpatrick and Heineke, but Heineke's only taken like 25% of first-team reps, so it's going to be Fitzpatrick. And, I mean, the football team's offense is, I think, is loaded. I mean, Antonio Gibson, he's a great running back, I believe. Second-year guy now. Yeah, ESPN Uh, has him at, what is it here? ESPN, yeah. They have him at like 12 or something like that. Yeah, he's up there. Top 10, maybe. Yeah. but then, I mean, you can't forget about their backup, too, J.D. McKissick. He's really involved in the passing game. I got him as a, a value pick running back. Um, but, yeah, he had 80 receptions last year. J.D. McKissick had 80 receptions. Bet you didn't know that. I did not know that. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, as a running back, he had 80 was he receptions. With? He was he was on the football team last year. Wow. And, yeah, he was a fantasy-relevant running back then, too. So, I mean, we'll talk about him a little bit later in this episode. But, yeah. That's their two running backs. But yeah. then, I mean, you can't forget about Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, and then Adam Humphreys is there, too. He was with uh, Fitzpatrick in Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they got that chemistry, chemistry. there. And then and Logan then Thomas. Logan the Thomas, end. the former quarterback, 6'6", six, six tight end. He was third. He was third overall at tight end last year. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, Fitzpatrick has the weapons there. And at the 21st quarterback, again, he's probably not even being drafted. And Definitely as a 16th. In the 16th round, as your second quarterback, I think that's going to be a gold mine there. Yeah. Like he has the potential to do very against very well yeah, especially year. bad defenses. He's going to tear them apart. We've seen it in years past. I mean, when he was with Tampa Bay, he put up 400 yard games. Yeah. It was just ridiculous. I mean, granted, he had Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, but I mean, still, I mean, it's yeah, exactly. It's it will be interesting to see how he does with the football team, but I think he's going to do amazing in that offense. Yeah, just loaded. Thrive. Yeah. And then going on to another values, at, more values at quarterback. I think that the rookie quarterback class is all is just loaded with value picks. I mean, Trevor Lawrence, I mean, he's the only one I think that's really being drafted, unless there's one of those guys that goes out and gets him in the sixth, one of the other guys in the 16th round or whatever. Yeah, but just I mean, as a rookie flyer. Yeah. But I mean, I think that each one of those, or I mean, the starters, the for sure starters, are Trevor Lawrence, I think. I mean, they say, again, there's a competition with Gardner Minshew, but I think I it's, it's Lawrence. Him. You draft him number one, you're not going to replace him with a six-round pick that, yeah. from, or seven, whatever he was. Uh, but then Zach Wilson, too, I think he he's the, the for sure starter. 
And then you got Trey Lance and Justin Fields and Mac Jones. Those are the three guys that are. It's you're not really sure if they're going to be yeah. starting. Yeah, week they're behind one. the veterans. Behind Garoppolo, the veteran, Andy Dalton, and then Cam Newton. Cam Newton. Uh, but yeah, I mean those guys. Trey Lance, I mean, uh, Kyle Shanahan had said that he's not going to announce who his starting quarterback is. Mm -hmm. And it just makes you think, is he going to go with Trey Lance? I mean, Trey Lance looked good in the preseason. So it will be interesting to see. I think that any of those guys, I mean, no matter how they're going to play week one, I mean, if you're getting him as a third quarterback, if you have Josh Allen or Pat Mahomes as your number one, you just go out and get one of those guys as your number two. Wouldn't be a bad... Would not be a bad pick flyer, at all. I yeah. mean, you could always drop him, pick up another guy, a waiver wire, or whatever. I mean, if they don't turn out, whatever. But I mean... And if they do turn out, they could be potential trade bait. If exactly. Because if you have one of those guys like Pat Mahomes or Josh Allen, I mean, and you're someone, not going to trade that guy away. Yeah. But I mean... Yeah, I mean, those guys, or Zach Wilson, the 25th quarterback, Trey Lance, 23rd, Justin Fields, 22nd, Mac Jones is the 34th, and then, I mean, there's the other quarterbacks that were drafted this year, too. I mean, Kyle Trask, Davis Mills, and then Kellen Mond, Sam Ellinger, those two, I mean, Kellen Mond's the Vikings quarterback, I think he's like third string, but yep. he's, yeah, Kirk Cousins is going to be the guy, but uh, Sam Ellinger, maybe he replaces Cam or um, Carson Wentz in Indianapolis. Yeah, Davis Mills too. I mean, he's he was drafted by I think he was the first pick by the Texans in this year's draft because they didn't have a pick till like the third round. Gotcha. And they drafted Davis Mills and their quarterback's Tyrod Taylor. And Tyrod Taylor is the guy that's just been made to be the like guy that gets the replaced by rookie quarterbacks. Like <laughs> yep. that's what it is. I mean, he was replaced by Baker Mayfield, replaced by Justin Herbert, and now he's gonna get replaced by Davis Mills, I bet. So I mean that's another guy. I mean, you're not going to be drafting Davis Mills by mm -hmm. all means, but no. just a guy to keep your eye on. Any of those rookie quarterbacks. I mean, Ch Kyle Trask too. He was drafted by the Bucks to replace Tom. So I mean, maybe yeah, if maybe Tom goes down, down, Kyle Trask pulls, jumps in. I mean, he was in. He was went to school in Florida, so he's from the, or like he knows the area. He, yeah. I mean, maybe he's got weapons to do it. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, if. One of those starting quarterbacks or any one of those teams goes down. Any one of those guys, I think, could be able to start it and could be some sort of fantasy value. I mean, now they were being drafted, so I think any of them are fantasy values. Yep. All right, going on to the running back values. My my number one value, I'd say, I mean, I'm high on him the most just because he is a Packer, but A.J. Dillon, the yep. backup pack, or running back for the Packers now, I mean... uh. He's a part of the quad family with Saquon Barkley, just the mm -hmm. thunder thighs yeah. of a, I mean, he's, he's just a, a power. Yeah, he's a tank, but ESPN had him at the 35th overall running back and I got him statted out. I think he was top 25. I mean, whatever, but Jamal Williams is gone and that's 119 carries, 500 yards. And then the receptions, I mean, AJ Dillon probably won't get those. Mm -hmm. That'll probably go to Aaron Jones, Aaron Jones. So but A.J. Dillon, second-round pick in 2020, so it's his second year now. But, I mean, last year he had 46 carries, 242 yards, and two touchdowns. But he averaged 5.3 yards per carry. That's good for running that's back. A, that's very good for running back. If you, I mean, four is, like, where the people want to be. Yeah, yeah, the standard is kind of four. If you're kind of below that, it's like, ooh, what are you doing? But five is, like... Derrick Henry hits five. Yep. Nick Chubb hits five. Saquon Barkley hits five. Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara. These guys yeah, in the, hit five. Yeah, and then in the limited sample size, we had last year A.J. Dillon hit five. So, I mean, if he 
gets the 100, 120 carries. I mean, he had 46 last year, even with Jamal Williams there. So, I mean, he takes 119 of those carries from Jamal Williams after he left. He gets 150 carries, five yards a carry. I mean, it's granted, over 150 carries, that's hard to do, but he's a good running back. And if they disperse the ball between Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon and use them, utilize both of them to their strengths, A.J. Dillon could have a great season at running backs. I oh, mean, yeah. great for the value he's at. I mean, he is being drafted, I think, in the double-digit rounds. So, I mean, A.J. Dillon, definitely a guy to keep your eye on, I think. I mean, a especially if you're a Packer fan. Oh, that and a good handcuff for Jones. Oh, great handcuff. Yeah, Aaron Jones is kind of injury-prone. Misses yep. a couple games every once in a while. Yeah, so, yeah. the biggest, strongest guy. Yeah, so, I mean, if you draft Aaron Jones, I mean, it wouldn't hurt to go pick up A.J. Dillon. I mean, either way, if you don't have Aaron Jones, I mean, A.J. Dillon great guy to have i exactly. think he'll be a value for double digit rounds if he's your fourth fifth running back yeah he could be good in a flex spot and some yeah good matchups yeah very yeah, if you're playing a, a weak run defense it'd be great great matchup for aj Dillon. then for my value i have uh mike davis he's espn's you say it's 20 28th i 28th, believe yeah i mean like last that. yeah he last year he was the 12th running back we talked about him in the sleepers yep and he averaged 13.8 points a game. I just think, yeah, at what he's being drafted, he's definitely going to oh, exceed that. For sure. I mean, I think, yeah, he's going to end up being, if he's the number one guy for the Falcons throughout the entire season. I mean, I had him in my sleepers. But, I mean, sleepers, values, they're pretty much the same damn thing. It just kind of all depends yeah, on how you want to define them. Yep. But, yeah, I mean, great value pick. I mean, he's being drafted at, he's like 96th overall. Uh, being drafted, I did a mock draft today, seventh round pick. I think, yeah, I mean, it's he a good could, value at seventh round pick. Very good value at seventh round. I mean, if you can get a number or a top ten running back, I mean, who's to say how he does throughout an entire season? Mm-hmm. He is an older running back, so it'll be interesting to see. But yeah, I think Mike Davis too. I think that's a great value there in the seventh, eighth, ninth rounds, whatever it is. Where if he falls to you there, if you want to take him early, take him early. I mean, I think, yeah. Like you said, too. He has the potential. Very good potential, yeah, with the amount of carries that were lost and yard or average points per game. It's a perfect storm for a good good fantasy-relevant running back. Yep. Moving on to my next running back value, uh, I have ESPN's 30th running back, Raheem Mostert. Uh, I mean, 2020, only had 100, 100 carries, fifty or 521 yards, two touchdowns. But in 2019, he had 137 carries for 700 yards and a total of eight touchdowns. So, I mean, if he can get back to that. Yeah, being uh, the every, not every down, but getting more majority, carries, yeah, more if, touches. Yeah, I mean, Trey Sermon is there to maybe vulture some of those carries from Raheem Mostert. But, but I they mean, got rid of Tevin Coleman and Jared McKinnon. So, I mean. Yeah, so, I mean, it's a very good, good option there. I mean, very good value. I think he's being drafted. I mean, A.J. Dillon, 35th running back. Raheem Mostert, 30th. So they're probably they're being drafted right around the same area. And, I mean, Raheem Mostert probably a bit more because he's the number one guy. But, again, late, mm-hmm. late around 7th, 8th, something like that. And, yeah, Could be great, a good great value pick. I mean, if number one running backs, I think, yeah, especially fantasy relevant. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if you could get that number one guy in the depth chart, it's, it's always mm-hmm. a good time. It's better than splitting carries with somebody else because then – who knows who's going to get the yards that game. It could be exactly. the other guy, and then your guy. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, I mean, especially that 49ers backfield, too. I mean, they got the rookie, Trey Sermon. I mentioned him in the sleepers. I mean, I think he's going to do good, too. But, I mean, 
I feel like 49ers backfield is always kind of fantasy relevant. It's one guy or another. I mean, probably week to week, it's going to be different. But Raheem Mostert, Trey Sermon, either one of those guys are probably going to be value or sleeper, whichever it is. Yep. Uh, then another, my final uh, running back uh, value pick, uh, J.D. McKissick, the 45th running back on ESPN's uh, rankings. He was the 17th overall running back in 2020. He had a total of 85 carries, only 365 yards on a touchdown, but 80 receptions, 589 yards, and two touchdowns receiving. 80 receptions. 80 receptions. That's just ridiculous for a running back. And, I mean, maybe now that Curtis Samuel is there, um, he'll get less receptions. And I think I've heard that Antonio Gibson could – take over more as that number receiving one back. running back and receiving back, take more of that Christian McCaffrey role. Cause I mean, Ron Rivera yeah. was with Christian McCaffrey in Carolina and he thinks that Antonio Gibson or Antonio Gibson reminds him of Christian McCaffrey. So, I mean, it worked out in Carolina. So, I mean, if Antonio Gibson takes over and becomes that one guy, but if McKissick is utilized in the passing game, he's definitely a good value for PPR leagues. Oh, yeah, uh, definitely. I would definitely guess that you could see him in the top 20 again if he gets... I mean, he had 80 receptions. It's just ridiculous. I mean, I mean another 50, like, get 50, 500 yards, 400 yards, whatever it is. I mean... A couple more touchdowns, but yeah, I mean, you good. don't really see many running backs with 80 receptions. No, not at all. It's only, like, the Kamaras, mm-hmm. McCaffreys, but, like... Saquon. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean... J.D. McKissick, he's their number two, so, I mean, Antonio Gibson's the guy. But, I mean, he's a later-round pick, so, I mean, good handcuff. Yeah, some and good value. Value, very, very much a value pick, I would say. All right, so moving on to wide receiver values. My number one wide receiver value would be Marvin Jones. Um, I mean, maybe not my number one wide receiver value. I guess some other guys I kind of like. But Marvin Jones is definitely a very good value pick. He's ESPN's 42nd wide receiver um, 18th overall wide receiver last year, and yeah, he, he almost had, pushed a thousand yards. Yeah. yeah, he almost had a thousand yards, nine touchdowns. Now he's in Jacksonville with the first overall pick, Trevor Lawrence, and the Definitely. inexperienced wide receivers and DJ Chark and Lavisca Chenault. I mean, yep. DJ Chark had a pretty good season a couple years back, but I think we talked about the Jaguars' wide receiving core a bit too much. But I mean, I think that it's going to be good with Trevor Lawrence. They're going to be able to spread the ball out and get defenses wondering where the hell the ball is going to go especially with LaVisca Chenault being able to run the ball too but yeah Marvin Jones he's going to be that veteran presence that comes in and yeah he was 18th overall last year and he's the 42nd in ESPN's projections this year so I mean he'll definitely finish ahead of that yeah I definitely believe so I mean top 30 maybe I mean maybe he gets top 20 again that'd be I mean if he ends up being that number one guy there I mean it's definitely definitely possible that he ends up in the top 20 or even top 15. Mm -hmm. For my wide receiver value I have Jerry Judy he is uh, ESPN's 37th overall wide receiver I think one big thing stands out to me is he had 113 targets last year I mean, given ridiculous. he only had like 50 receptions, but still 113 targets. 113 targets and only 50 receptions. It just means the quarterback's not getting the ball to you. Exactly. I mean, but still, if he has, I mean, picks up the play, quarterback play, because what were they playing last year? They had a wide receiver at quarterback. For yeah, they did. Yeah, it was the COVID, COVID protocols. And yeah, mm-hmm. the entire quarterback room was done for the a week. Yeah, I just think at 37, he has much more potential than that. I mean, Sutton is back, but still, I think. 
The fact that he had that many targets. And he was a first-round pick. Am I right? Yeah, yeah right? he was a first-round yeah. pick. First-round yeah. pick, and he, yeah, amazing talent at yeah. wide receiver. I think he just has a lot of potential. Very, yeah, very much. higher than 37th this year. Oh, yeah, I mean, he's being drafted behind Cortland Sutton. I mean, Cortland Sutton was good, but, I mean, he missed last year, and he's been injured, and... I mean, I liked Cortland Sutton in years past, but I mean, Jerry Judy, I think, is kind of, it's his turn to be that guy there, so. and Cortland Sutton's going to be the number two, but yeah, that great, great value there, I'd say. I mean, it's all a question of, is it Drew Locke or is it Teddy Bridgewater, but I mean, either, I think either one of those. Yeah, I think they're do. both kind of the same. Mm-hmm. So well, it's not much, but yeah, better Yeah, better. exactly. So, be interesting to see, but yeah, Jerry Judy, he's got the footwork, he's got the talent, he's, he's amazing, yeah, yeah, he'll be really good this year. Next, my uh, my next wide receiver value is Bears wide receiver Darnell Mooney. Uh, interesting pick, I guess. Uh, ESPN 60th, a wide receiver, and I mean, I get, I guess, I go even higher in my next value. But Darnell Mooney's the 60th wide receiver, he's, but he's the number two wide receiver for the Bears, and his 2020 stats with the quarterbacks of Mitchell Trubisky and Nick Foles. He had 61 receptions, 631 yards, and four touchdowns. I mean, it's a pretty pretty good it's season. It's a decent season, yeah. yeah with some so inconsistent quarterback play, and now if he gets... If Fields becomes yeah. that guy, I mean, if you're drafting Darnell Mooney in the 16th, 15th round, I mean, he's the 60th wide receiver. He's not popping up for people. So, no. I mean, unless someone goes out and gets him, he's probably going to be there. And, yeah, as the number two wide receiver... If Justin, Fee- I mean, even Andy Dalton has been pretty good in years yeah, past. I mean, so I mean, CD Lamb last yeah, year, last year, I mean, they were able to spread the ball out there too. So I mean, and yeah, Allen Robinson's the number one, but Darnell Mooney, I've seen some tape or some videos of him just doing like his route running during games. His route running is actually amazing. Like he's he's a very talented wide receiver. I just there were the clips were like of uh, him just doing stellar routes and then having a ball just air so air over right his over head. his head. Yeah, it was amazing because it was just like imagine having this good route running skills and, and then, having a quarterback this bad. And, and it was, I mean, yeah, if he can get more receptions and he bumps up that yards, I mean, at sixteenth round pick is a value, very yeah. very much a steal, I would say. Uh huh. And then getting even deeper. ESPN's 63rd wide receiver, Russell Gage, is my next value. Um, he is 20, 20 stats, consisted of 72 receptions, 786 yards, and four touchdowns. So, I mean, even better than Darnell Mooney was last year. But he was the 37th wide receiver. So, I mean, it's questionable there to see him. I mean, Russell Gage, I mean, the stats look pretty. I mean, those are some good stats for a wide receiver. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's just so many good wide receivers. Uh-huh. And now that he's. The wide receiver two for Matt Ryan. I mean, now that Julio's gone, he, he yeah, he definitely could reach that next level. I mean, I think he'll finish. I can't say way higher than sixty third, but he'll. I would say be, he'd be top forty at least. Like that's just yeah. No, I'm not quite sure how ESPN's rankings are played out, but I mean they are the experts, so maybe we're just uh, a, a little bit fools. of lunatics here. But uh, I mean, yeah, he's the number two wide receiver on a Matt Ryan and Falcons offense. I mean, maybe he's the number three if Kyle Pitts, Pitts. becomes a guy. I mean, he's Everybody a says he's gonna be. receiver, so I mean, maybe he's the number three receiver, Russell Gages. But, I mean, former fantasy-relevant number two wide receivers for the Falcons. I mean, Calvin Ridley started out as number two. Yeah, he was good his one. rookie year. Uh, Roddy White, I mean... Harry Douglas and then Mohamed Sanu. I mean, all those guys have been fantasy relevant from time to time. Behind Julio Jones. Behind Julio Jones or like 
I mean, I'm pretty sure I've had probably each one of those guys on my fantasy rosters at some point or another. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, their pass defense is absolutely atrocious. So they're gonna be coming, they're gonna be coming from behind a lot. Yeah, a lot of garbage time ball, points. Yeah. A lot of garbage time points. And yeah, I mean, Russell Gage. We saw last year. I mean, he had fantasy relevant weeks even last year mm-hmm. as the number three. I mean, I mean, Julio was hurt, so. It, or like on and off i mean wherever the hell i mean he was just not there yeah he wasn't really relevant. so but i mean russell gage did i mean as the stats say right there you I mean he did pretty good last year so i mean as a number two i'm i'm guessing those stats will probably go up and he'll definitely exceed the 63rd wide receiver yeah, i definitely think so too yeah i mean he's probably not even being drafted in most leagues i mean no. neither is darnell i for that sit or like it's just crazy it's crazy that those two those two number two wide receivers on teams are being drafted behind like the number three or yeah below or whatever whoever is in the 50s for yeah i'm not quite sure how that goes but moving on to the tight ends uh my value tight end um number one i'd say is gerald everett i mean that's my guy i would say is like the sleeper or value candidate for this year um, he's ESPN's 26th tight end, That's, which is weird because yeah, last I, year even splitting time with Higby, he was yeah. I mean, top he's the number 15 one at least. Yeah, maybe. he's the number one number one tight end for the Seahawks now, and it can be assumed that he is the third in the pecking order there in the passing game behind Metcalf and Lockett. So I mean, and tight ends in Seattle have always kind of been fantasy relevant, so. I yeah I don't quite understand why he's at twenty six but yeah. I mean again he's a second second tight end you could take a shot on and he could do pretty good because I mean sixteenth yeah. round pick fifteenth round pick mm-hmm. yeah if you're looking yeah. for two tight ends and then I mean another guy too that's even one spot ahead of him in ESPN's ranking Blake Jarwin I mean Blake Jarwin coming off I think a torn ACL last year in like week one uh, he's the number one Cowboys or number one tight end on the Cowboys. Cowboys it was yeah. Dalton Schultz last year but I mean he beat Dalton Schultz out at the beginning of last year and he's doing it again this yeah. year now so he's got Dak back he's got Dak back Dak is back and Dalton Schultz was the 11th tight end last year without Dak wow so that was the one thing I saw when I was doing research for this is I saw he was the 11th I mean I had Dalton Schultz in fantasy so I guess I can't really say I'm surprised but just that he was the 11th yeah Shocking. Kind of crazy to see yeah yeah and with the quarterbacks he had Ben DiNucci Andy Dalton like he barely had Dak Prescott, so I mean, that would be interesting to see how Blake Jarwin does. I remember coming into last year, or 2020 season, I mean, there was a lot of talk about Blake Jarwin being that guy that explodes onto the scene, mm-hmm. like George Kittle or Darren Waller does. So I mean, it'll be interesting to see. But I mean, yeah, just another 16th round pick that you could take a whiff on and maybe get another second tight end. Exactly. Who could be potentially your starter halfway mm. through the season? Yeah, and then. Uh, Another third tight end, um, another guy. I don't understand why he is so low on ESPN's tight end rankings. The number one tight end for the Cardinals, ESPN's 47th tight end. 47. 47. As the number one tight end. As the number one tight end on a Cardinals offense that loves to pass the ball. Does not make sense to me. Uh, I mean, his 2020 stats... He did only have eight receptions, 100 yards, and a touchdown in nine games. So that is a little bit of a question mark to see if he actually can get the 
receptions and get the targets, whatever. But, I mean, Dan Arnold was their number one tight end last year, and he only had 31 receptions for 438 yards, but four touchdowns. So he was one of those tight ends you could play in of if you had a t- like yeah. George Kittle goes out and you need to pick up another tight end. Dan Arnold was kind of that guy. He's with Carolina now, so it's Max Williams yeah. there, former Minnesota Gopher. Play was drafted by the the Ravens, I believe. Been injury prone, so maybe that's why they have him so low. Um, but again, he's the number one tight he's end. He's their on no- the depth chart. He's number one. He's their number one tight end and on their depth they chart. They have forty six tight ends ahead of him, and that's what fourteen that potentially aren't the starters. Like, yeah, that's- it's. I think yeah, ahead of him, I believe there were three Browns tight ends. It was mm-hmm. Hooper, Njoku, and then, uh, like, Bryant or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, well, and then with the Patriots, you got yeah. Henry and, yeah, it's just, that's... Yeah, but Max Williams, ESPN's 47, so, again, he is definitely not being drafted by all, by any means. No. So, I mean, he's probably not even ranked, like, I mean, or, like, in the top 256 players that are drafted in a 10-team league. Yeah. He's definitely not going to be there, but... No. Come week one, he, he catches a, a good, touchdown, fifty yards, gets a couple of receptions. I mean, double digit points. He'll double be digit points. The number he'll one be waiver wire pick. Exactly, week one. Ex- especially if one of those top tight ends goes down or doesn't perform. Definitely be a guy that could. It's just to keep an eye on. I mean, not necessarily you're drafting him, but that's the whole value. I mean, he's not being drafted. Exactly. He's the forty seventh tight end on ESPN's ranking, but he's the number one tight end on the Cardinals roster. Just astonishing it doesn't make sense yeah it doesn't but yeah i mean again the stats from last year might be the ones to show for it but again very much a value pick and that was it that is it for our values thank you for tuning in to another episode of the tbj fantasy football podcast and be sure to tune in next week where we will cover the position battles going on around the nfl and do some rookie watch for you we'll talk about the rookies quarterbacks running backs wide receivers tight ends we'll just talk about them any ones that are fantasy relevant we'll probably be talking about them so be sure to tune in next week